Welcome to the Countdown Podcast and our review of John Wick 4. My name's Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange with then for this fourth sequel in the John Wick universe. This one is once again directed by Chad Stileski. Stileski? Yeah, that's how we say it. Written yeah. by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch, based on characters created by Derek Kolstad. Stars, of course, everyone's favorite Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sanada, Shamir Anderson, Lance Reddick, rest in peace. Scott Adkins, Ian McShane, and Rina Sawayama. Good one. It is 169 minutes long, which made Wayne have kittens in the theatre. Do you I know how him. long that is, everyone? What is that? Three hours? 40? Three hours minus <laughs> 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> On the budget of Wayne, what do you reckon this one had? Uh, okay, so fourth in the series. Everyone loves Keanu. They greenlit a fifth movie, or according to all reports. Uh, how is 160? $100 million. So okay. ooh, big tick in that regard. After one day out around the world, it's taking about $30 million. So they look like they're going to have a hit on their hands. No big surprise there for John Wick colon Chapter 4. Wayne, what's this one about? Okay, after the events of the first three John Wicks, where John Wick kills everyone and then he loses <laughs> his car and then he breaks the rules of the Continental by killing someone, gets shot off a building but survives, he is back. And the high table, which is the gangster Illuminati that controls all the hotels now, wants John Wick dealt with like usual. So they send a ton of assassins after him and he's trying to make his way through the underworld and get out from under and somehow clear his debt, I guess, to the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is essentially what the film is about. He has to hit up all of his contacts. Very selfishly, because when he does go to visit people that he trusts, that obviously brings heat on them. Shit happens. But he does it anyway. But we'll save that one for spoilers. Uh, On the review website, what Rotten Tomatoes has 95% of 233 critics' reviews are positive with an average score of 8.2 out of 10. Shit. On Metacritic, which is always harsher, weighted average of 55 critics is 78 out of 100. And on the cinema score, when audiences are surveyed leaving the cinema, it's got an A on the A plus to F scale, the best wow. of the series. By the way, that 29.5 million is the best of the series as well that it's made after one day. In so its fourth iteration. Yeah, this seems to be going from strength to strength. All right, then, Wayne, without any further ado, what did you think of The Wick? In this fourth iteration. Okay. Uh, I love the style and the flair because the, the I love the art, the Greek mythology references, the set pieces, all of those things. You can see that the crew and the filmmakers have definitely learned from their previous films in some regards. I can see the budget, even though I thought it was more, so they see more than the budget. The production value is great. It feels big. It goes from Japan to Paris to this place yeah. to that place. Yep. That's a so great, it feels, great way of describing it. It does yeah. feel big. So it feels as big as a James Bond film. So that's quite beautiful. Um, I'll tell you that. It's well filmed. Okay. They've taken special care to give you a variety of action types. Well, which think. was your big complaint, particularly about number two from memory. Yes. Number two. Well, that was just the move was repeated, repeated, yes. repeated. This is actually, this. each scene has its own version of action. Like one might be a shootout, one might, one might involve cars, things like that. So, uh, so they're trying to show you something they haven't been seen before in some cases. And great. Because on one hand, people, holy shit. Some of these action sequences are phenomenal mm. there was one instance where paul and i dropped jaws and just looked at each <laughs> other simultaneously and just went oh, <laughs> like this and walked back so that is the gangster shit but i will tell you this if you could cut a third of those action sequences even half of them maybe all what? right no look i'm telling you this right because here's the thing paul when you make a two hour 45 minute fucking film and you fill it with action sequences that frankly in some cases you can't catch your breath which is great, but if you had a few less of them, 
it would have been a more dramatically effective film because after a while, even expertly executed action becomes numbing. How would you like to That's suck my right, butt? motherfucker. At the towards the final act of the <laughs> film, I gotta say to you, I'm like, look. Thank you for all the action. <laughs> but now I've seen cunts get shot a million times. Because everyone's wearing fucking bulletproof suits. Which, Paul, is, which is well established in the, in yeah, the universe. Yeah, I've looked for bulletproof suits. They're very hard to come by. And when you get shot in one, you don't just shrug it off. But anyway, let's forget that. Forget all the, all the, all the, all the realism. It's not the real world. Okay? I understand. And you know what? I'm actually taking that into account. Now, what happens there with if everyone's got bulletproof suits? It becomes like a, game, like a, like a video game where you, you've, you've got the headshots only thing turned on. So it's a little bit of that. I can tell you that Overall, if it was an hour and even two hours, right? If it was an hour long, no, you're an idiot. Say, it's okay, 90 minutes to two hours, right? If it was a normal action movie type length, right? You wouldn't have to fill it with 200,000 action scenes. And I wouldn't be numb by the end. I was a little numb by the end. In fact, I kind of let it, I was like, all right, just get to the fucking stairs. So it's like, <laughs> I was a little bit like that to it. Having said that, you can't ever say that there's anything wrong with like the, 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 the execution of the things they did. This is more about the content and the, and the volume of the content, which made it a bit numb. But I'm not going to mark it hugely down for that. I will say, motherfuckers, I got shit to do. Stop making three-hour action films. Right? <laughs> well, um, let me first of all counter by saying this film is six minutes longer than No Time to Die. And you had no problem with the length in that film. That's James Bond, Paul. Motherfucker. And that was a that, no time that to die film. was absolutely like that was a swan song. It was amazing. It was more dramatic and it was cooler. Uh no. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, motherfucker. Not, it was not, not even cooler. close, motherfucker. Oh, exactly. Not, I agree. It's not even close. Bitch, please. <laughs> John Wick ain't even close. It's fine and good even. It ain't no James Bond. But now it's that, fine. Now that Wayne's had his criticisms, please, let me Paul, let me sum let me up hear by about saying this. You're a cunt. Yeah, suck my dick. You're a cunt suck now. Suck my dick. You've suck all the dicks in the universe. And suck um, all the dicks on the screen. Go outside and see a dick eat that shit. Go on. First of all, I'd like to also say big thanks to Natalie Cameron for the invite to the screen that her. we got to go to, which was one of the best attended screenings we've seen in a long time. Oh, it there was There was barely a seat free in the entire house. It wasn't the biggest of the cinemas that we go to, but it was certainly well attended. And Everyone's people, into this People shit. were frothing over this, and they froth with good reason, Wayne, because unlike you, my experience was the complete polar opposite. Halfway through this film, I'm going... It's good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's good, but it ain't close to the first one. I don't think it's as good as the third one. The, the third one is my favorite. I think it's sort of on par with the second one because it's fine. No, the second one was. No, I, I still I, remember. This is my favorite up till the fourth one. My favorite action film franchise of all time. And in a recent episode, I put it as the best franchise, the most consistent franchise of film, of set of films. Yeah, of but you were all drinking. Time. So. <laughs> There's not a bad film. And there's still not a bad film. Let me be very clear. Agree. Um, this is nowhere near a bad film. It's, it's a good four, film. It's 4-4. Four, four. I'll go you better than that, though. The last hour of this film is unquestionably the best hour of action filmmaking this millennium, possibly of all time. Are you still drinking? No. Nope. Yes, I have on a one beer. <laughs> one single beer. John Wick 4, what? by the end. What a huge call, buddy. It does so much right in that last hour. Like, there's two... Basically, the first hour has one huge set piece scene. Good. Very good. The second hour has another huge set piece scene. Better. That scene will come to it, obviously, in spoilers and the like. I'm like, oh, yep. All right. But there was a lot of getting things sort of set up for the final hour. And that final hour is just off the charts incredible. It's one memorable, 
different action scene after another. You said you got bored by it. I was getting more and more thrilled. I was sad. Sorry, not bored, numb. Right. I was sad when this film came to an end. And we'll talk about sort of how it all wraps up in the spoiler section. But I've not seen the like in terms of choreography, in terms of the production design of this film, the colours, the sets. You talked about the scale and the scope. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful mayhem. And it's so well put together. Keanu Reeves, and I've seen reviews criticise, and some fuckwit in the age, which David Powell linked to, said, uh, can we stop pretending John Wick's high art? Not high art. No one's saying it's high art. It no. is the best action film franchise you could hope to see this millennium. And half the reason for that is Keanu Reeves is 50 fucking seven years old when he shot this shit. Is he 57? Yes. He moved, he doesn't, he's not a traditional martial artist. He's not Donnie Yen, who's great in this movie as well. But he plays to his strengths, and his strengths are... He has this physical commitment to his role and you believe every moment he's up there and every move that he makes. Yeah. And you've seen the training videos that he does. Yeah, well, the- He's not the best actor in the world. No one says he is, but he, no one commits more and physically no one of his age can do what he does. Agree. So as far as I'm concerned, and I have to sort of be vague for spoilers, yeah. there is no better action film that I can think of. This is stands with the first one, but it's so much bigger and bolder and the effects are incredible. And that shot you spoke about which they go back to the well with twice because they know how good it fucking yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I was happy when they went again. Oh, my God. Wait, you're saying it's the best action film of all time is what I'm hearing from you. No, I, I mean... I'm hearing that, Paul. really hard to sit next to Predator and, and the like, those kind of films, but it's right up there. This is in my top 10 action films of all time. This is in my top 30 films of all time. There will be no better film this year. You can put the fucking books away. No film that aims for what it's trying to achieve will get as close as John Wick Chapter 4. In 2023. You heard it here first. You've and got everyone, to be shitting me. who disagrees can <laughs> what all... Kiss my fuck? sweaty balls, you fat fuck. It's good, Paul. It ain't that. It's Come on now. Amazing. The longer... I came out of the going, this was amazing. That's brilliant. I loved it. The more I thought it, when I wrote my review, I'm like, I can't fault this. Except for... Because it, it delivers what it aims for at the end, which is the best thing you've ever seen in this type of genre. It's not going to win awards for dialogue. It's not going to win awards for fucking complex characterization. I don't need it to. Any idiot, and I am talking about the fucking highfalutin critics out there who criticize it for that. I don't criticize fucking Academy Award winning dramas from the 15th century for not having 15 explosions and a fight yeah. scene between 12 dudes I agree with all that. and one dude. You cannot judge the two, but you have to judge it by what it's trying to deliver. So for every highbrow critic who shits on something like this because it's just genre bullshit action, fuck you. That's my message. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I was really looking, forward, really looking forward to, to saying that because I've been incensed a couple of times this no, week. No, but like, this is the thing, right? If you, I, I often think, because when we go to um, these, these critics, and sometimes we go to a media screening, which is mm-hmm. uh, more than an advanced screening because it happens in the daytime, which means you have, your day job must be criticizing mm. movies for you to attend. So, uh, and I see these folks, and the truth is, like, there are two different types of critics. There's the wanky ones who use terms like postmodern whenever they fucking, <laughs> even in the cinema, speaking really loud to their cohort and like, shut up, you stupid cunt. And then there's like, you know, sort of like just like people who write about it. Um, and yes, I think if you've got nothing better to do all day, you're looking for high art in everything you see because that's what your job. So I disagree with all of that. It's like, it's like, no, that's crap. If a movie sets out, does what it sets out yes. to do, that is what it is. And arguably, this does do that. I just do arguably. think it was a little long. I think it was a little long, right? We know about your. And yours. You're way less patient with films than I am. Most deaf. So we know that that's a real sticking point for you and maybe a friend of ours, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast, will find the same thing. Can we just sort of get on with this? i got shit to do is a quote that Gerald says. But 
when the world envelops you like this, and I was never bored. I was just hoping for a bit more, and I got it in the last hour. Bear in mind, um, my philosophy on movie runtime is as follows. It's not that some movies are too long because they didn't entertain you long enough to support the runtime. Fuck off. (laughs) I think it's perfect. I was sad when that motherfucker left. But then there's other, like, I know there's a Wes Craven movie that's like 85 minutes long, which a lot of people talk about, which is great because it's 85 minutes long. I can't remember which one it is, right? But it's like, it's just, oh my God, it's it's this quick, boom, good. Horror movies should be 20 minutes long. So... (laughs) What? So, no. um, and but and then again, you've got. I always say, it dances with wolves. It's three hours long. Oh, I was not fucking. I was not sucks. bored for a second. So boring. So that's why it worked. But like, yeah. Look, like I said, if it had been shorter and had been less action, I was numbed. And that's the only problem I have with this film. Everything else is beautiful. Everything else is great. Therefore, I was not numbed. The score is is fucking on point it even brings back the best track which we've used in our promos and stuff from the first john wick yeah uh, you and your scores there was yeah. so many, there's some great <laughs> covers of different songs often in french during the last sort of hour which is set in paris there is an absolute killer scene you spot in the trailers where they're fighting amongst cars i won't say where and i'm so oh, it looks so good some of those hits on that, that shit i'm like i could barely tell it was cg some of them you could but most of them you couldn't. No, I thought it was really good. Like what was actually what was presented was I bought it all. I'm like, great. How the fuck did they manage to close down that location? <laughs> you know. So. Um, so yeah, I if, if I'm going to be hyperbolic throughout this review, Wayne's going to be a bit more tempered because apparently his butt got a bit sore from sitting for too long. Oh. Wayne, I will add, <laughs> did not piss once yes. in a 170 minute yes. feature film. Which, to be fair, is I don't know whether that's you, a, you, even you were amazed. After, you're like. Huh, I did. Yeah, I didn't piss once, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even piss when I got to the cinema. I pissed before I left the house. So, you know, With there you go. Records tumbling as we speak. I think you're right, yeah. So I've got nothing more to say that isn't a spoiler. You want to hit that yeah, thing? Let's hit the spoiler button. Get out, see John Wick Chapter 4. If you're a fan of this Definitely. franchise, it's worth you a watch. must see it on the big screen, on the biggest, baddest, loudest screen that you can, and then enjoy it again when it comes out on 4K, because dear God, I cannot wait to add this to my collection. Actually, point of that, opening scene, I'm not spoiling anything, is just a bang. Yeah. John Wick is hitting like uh, it was so loud in the cinema. One. It was so loud it started to annoy me. I'm like, "Hey, quit hitting that fucking thing, John! You're pissing me off." <laughs> so you know, loud cinema, but not too loud. <laughs> Ignore Wayne. Do it. All right, we will hear from Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is that when Wayne gets too much of something great, he gets numbed to it. That's it's, true. Uh, Have you it's... ever had a blowjob that just won't end? <laughs> Okay, sorry. And the, and the right. review is going so above board. Uh, I don't know if it was doing that. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, listen. I know you're about to suck a hundred dicks, so what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm just going to get a couple things out of the way, and then we can go about how good it is, because it is a good film, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? <sighs> Insult ball, ready to go. All right. One, the way Donnie Yen swings his cane sword annoyed me, because you cannot use a sword like that. He swings it around and around as though it was a stick. You have to, when you swing a sword, you have to actually mind where the blade is heading. So that was a little bit annoying for me. But maybe Donnie Yen's so good he did know where the blade was heading. No. All right. I think he <laughs> does know it, but the choreographer said, fuck it, just, just swing it around. It looked a bit clumsy in some spots, right? Oh, I didn't um, notice that, but all right. Yeah. It's all, uh, Donnie Yen's always playing the blind guy who can somehow see. Oh, he's <laughs> certainly channeling Rogue One all over. Oh, him. no. This is Rogue One City, right? So that was fine. Um, I mean, that was, I just noticed that, okay? The body armor, okay, whatever. That's fine. The, this um, is a world, Wayne, where very early on the first film, when the police come to his house where he's killed a whole bunch of the dudes who have come to kill him, realizing he's going to chase down the mob boss's son, Alfie Allen. And the cop says to him, so you're back, John? And he doesn't really answer then. Later on, he says, yeah, I guess I'm back. But the point is the cops just know you stay out of this world. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't buy that. So, I, again, a criticism I've seen is, well, it's so stupid. The police and SWAT teams don't. Of course they don't. Oh, I've got zero problem with this that. This film doesn't bother that. It's the same way that, that armor-plated suit jackets and whatever can just do their thing. This is an I, elevated you know, world. I don't, I, don't even have, I don't even have a problem with that. I'm just um, making sure. You know the... the I don't know. I guess you, I, I don't know what level of the tie table the guys in gray suits, right? They seem to be the clone troopers of the of the of the yeah yeah. All right. So I must admit, I I giggled a bit when I saw those guys because some they have this disparate skill set. Some people can block arrows with their arms and just kind of shrug it off, um, and others just get killed immediately. So I was like, when when you have these guys coming in, also the armor guys with the with the actual yep. what looked like samurai body in armor, the first but not scene, yep. first yeah, big action scene, sorry, yeah. And look, I mean, I understand. When you've got 200 guys against John Wick, it's got to be a little bit convenient where he gets to them in the first place and that sort of thing. That's all very fine. But I think that they get shot, 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 and then they get come back and stuff. And I'm like, I guess that's a way to make it like, you know, there's so many bullets flying around. How is everyone not dead immediately? But I found it a little annoying because he couldn't get under his helmet to shoot him each time. Like, it was, it was, that was like, oh, uh, he did do that eventually. He would, yeah, he would eventually. incapacitate people and get him to the point where he could do that. Yeah, and I guess so. One I mean, of my favorite John Wickisms is that. He will down someone and you think, oh, he's walking away from that guy. And then he downs two more people and kills them. Then he goes casually points the gun back and shoots that dude in the head. Yeah, I yeah. love that shit. Makes me laugh every single time. Do you know what was funny? When he was using nunchucks in that scene yep. to take people out, right? Hanging around his shot. His yeah. Th- so this is the, this is so different to like a Bruce Lee nunchuck scene because John Wick is not using them well. He's just kind of ah, swinging them around clumsily. And he's bash, 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 bash. I guess I actually kind of liked that because first of all, nunchucks are the most stupid weapon alright I own like 10 of them you <laughs> cannot fucking fight with them once you hit someone with it you have to reset it it's ridiculous right so but it's good for a film though because it's boop, 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 right yep. so that's kind of cool Um, and I would say the only other thing was so you've got so much action throughout the film and it's leading up to a crescendo which is the pistol duel yep. right and I'm sitting there going what if this is happening on the stairs, right? The steps or whatever, where he's trying to get back through this, all these like million dudes, and then he gets thrown all the way back down, which is an awesome moment. Yeah, and by the way, his bulletproof suit is not just bulletproof, it's fallproof yeah, and it's car neck proof. breaking, car proof. Yes, so again, I don't care, that's fine. And when I saw the pistol duel, was literally two motherfuckers walking, turn around, fire, and then you know, that actually, I was like, good, this is a good thing. I was like. Thank God it's not, a, not another numbing action scene because I can't take it anymore. It's so fucking long. I'm just going to ignore that word numb. I, it's numbing it. as hell. Okay? And, and it, these two, that actually made it better because I'm like, oh, now we can talk about actually like a gentlemanly sport. They can have some dialogue. I can have some meaning behind this instead of cunts getting smacked in. Like, again, numb. So that's that's all I got to say about right. that. Now, now tell me all the good shit, Step the fuck aside. Suck on the dick. Suck on the dick. <laughs> Apparently you've been sucking on bitter, Lap it up. bitter dicks Lap it up. all week long. <laughs> Now, first of all, we get a pretty good bad guy in Bill Skarsgård. He Do you think him? Yeah, well, he's awful and horrible and he establishes the stakes when he kills Sharon in the, op- not the opening scene, blows up the Continental and shoots Sharon. And so Winston's right-hand man's gone and rest in peace, Lance Reddick. He went in his film long enough. I was wondering about that. I was like, holy shit, because it was kind of hard to watch. Like, because- he, he only died like two weeks ago. So No, I know. And that's why, because I didn't, obviously they had planned all they had this character dies off, but like, fuck. And Lance Reddick told this great story about Keanu Reeves during I believe it was during filming of the fourth one and it was Lance Reddick's birthday I think he died at 60 so it was his 60th birthday or 59th birthday whenever it was way too soon and apparently Keanu turned up with his girlfriend to the set on that day and and Lance Reddick's words were Keanu's girlfriend is is cool as fuck yeah am I allowed to say a bad word she's cool as fuck cool and 
she said to him, I asked Keanu, what do you want to do for your birthday? Because it was Keanu's birthday as well. Mm. Oh, really? oh, sorry, I've got this wrong. It was Keanu's birthday. Yeah. And he said, what do you want to do for your birthday? He goes, I just want to go hang out with Lance. How nice. So they went down to set. He wasn't shooting that day. It was not It was just a Lance Reddick scene. And he went up there just to support him. And he's just like, that's the kind of guy he is. When you're his friend, he'll look after you. And he said, even when you're not his friend, he'll look after you. He's such a good bloke. What a legend. Yeah. Sorry, Everyone I fucked up that story a little bit there. But a point, right. Everyone point loves Keanu. Everyone loves Keanu. So then, yeah, we get Keanu. He's, Lance Reddick, he's gone. Winston now, who having tried to kill John Wick, which I guess if I got one minor complaint about the story, it's that John very quickly seems to get over that Winston tried to kill him. Even though his hand was forced by the high table and everything else. so Well, there was that scene where it wasn't even John wasn't even the scene. He's like, you shot him. He's like, that was a business decision. You know, like that, I, I had, you know, my hands were tied kind of thing. Yeah, and I love Ian McShane and he's, he's obviously grown into Winston and just plays it so well. So that was very cool. Bill Skarsgård, he's a prick. You hate his guts. He's Marquis de something or other. So playing you know, off the Marquis de Sade yes. name. And he's definitely like, um, he's the guy, he wears the most expensive clothes in the oh, thing. the most ridiculous shit. He's like double-breasted this. I actually love that. I was sitting there going, well. He's shiny, shiny, glinty, he's, glimmery he's suits. He's like, um, he's like that character in fucking The Matrix. The Merovingian. The Merovingian, yeah, a little yeah. bit like that. And then like he does have a few moments to himself where he sticks the hand, the, the dude's hand yep. like, with a hand. Like, oh, that's actually a bit more bad guy than... Oh, he's, he's got his own sort of agency a bit more than the stunning mustache-twirling bad guy. So he was all right. But then I really did like then it builds to, well, here's the roundabout way you can get back at him. You can become a member of your family again. You can challenge for the high table position and name your terms. Okay, so that's the second action sequence which we'll come back to in a moment. And the, straight away the villain just goes, I can't beat this guy. I'm naming him as my second, as, that, as the, uh, I know. So it's Donnie Yen's like, oh shit, damn. Which was so like, you know, you know that you, I guess that's always been the case with duels. You can nominate, right? You can actually proxy name your champion, right? Uh, assuming that champion obviously agrees to it, which he had him over a barrel. That's one thing though about this film. Um, so who's the Japanese actor that's in every action film who's awesome? Uh, who's at the beginning? Hiroyuki Sanada. Okay, so that character. Now this is one thing that I found a bit disparate. If you look at the motivations of all the characters, so Donnie Yen falls back into this thing, forced his hand because his daughter's been threatened, mm-hmm. right? So he's only here to save his daughter. Yep. The Hiroyaki, that dude, the manager of the Osaka Continental, he's quite happy to just put his entire daughter, life, everything at risk just because of John Wick. So I don't know what these guys have going on. Well, that's part of the world, right? We don't know what the, the real link between these was before. If anything, I'm surprised we didn't get Halle Berry backing from the second one. I was one. a little bit surprised. And I was like, well, th- well, I was thinking, but this is the thing though. Like if Donnie Yen, who w- was friends with John Wick, he's like, I'll kill John Wick to save my daughter. Then Hiroyaki guy is like, I'm also friends with John Wick and I have no reason to let him into the hotel, but I'm going to do it and put my daughter at risk just because I'm friends with John Wick. Oh, it no. doesn't kind of make sense. No, look, we, we don't know. We don't, we don't get that yeah, backstory as yeah. to why. And I think he didn't let him in there thinking he, they would be caught and hung, tracked down. He thought he got him in there as quietly as possible. So so he's risking rather than outright. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. And I like the African-American dude who was a sort of mysterious player. And his whole goal is to get John Wick's price up before he kills him. That was cool. And then he's got the dog, which is a great theme through the whole The best thing about that is John Wick saves his dog. Yep. And then he has a chance to kill him and he doesn't. He saves him. He says, well, you, sa- you saved my dog and you could have killed me. Yep. All right, you're okay. I'm going to be in your corner. Yeah, and now that there's another character you can maybe spin off of as well. Now that character, and you were telling me that that Anna de Armas is, is, is ballerina. Ballerina, so film coming if not later this year, then early next year. So looking forward to both those things. But I reckon this 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 dude is is potentially a back almost a backstory guy that we could follow somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So. He obviously lives at the end and doesn't. After he saves John Wick, he sort of watches the uh, or listens to the end result of the duel. This is the other thing now. 
this film completely subverted my expectations at the end. You were saying John Wick gets hit by cars and he falls downstairs and whatever. It's just weakening him and weakening him and weakening him. So when he gets shot three times, the last time through the stomach, he dies. And I was fully expecting, because like you said, I'd read John Wick 5 as being green lit. Yes. So that totally blew my mind. Now, I'm hearing this, okay? Apparently, some what I'm heard is that just Chad Stahelski or whatever and Keanu Reeves were actually, they were done at the end of three. Apparently they've been done, the, Chad Zaleski said he's been done at the end of everyone and then they sit down and they start scribbling some notes. It always comes out last in Japan, they, they said, and they go on a tour of Japan and they go out drinking after a premiere there and they start scribbling notes on cocktail napkins and they, before you know it, the next one's born. This time though, they were green lit four five before four and yet they chose to kill him at the end of this. Now, of course, could they bring him back? Sure. Well, this is but the- they haven't at the end of the film, this cheap ass, we just did this for a moment, emotional moment. Oh, he's back, hooray. And I don't know how to feel about this because Chad Sahelski says, yeah, he knew that there was a five green lit, but he said, well, we can't shoot him back to back or I don't want to shoot him back to back because I don't want to spread my uh, my energy over two films when I could just put it all into one and make it the best yeah, possible film, which is great. Now, And the proof is in the pudding. Right. So that means that the ending that where they said, let's just end this, they let it happen. He actually, as far as the film is telling you, dies at the end. Yep. Right? They now, bury him. They bury him. Fine. And yes, they can write around that if they need to. However, I will tell you this. I do applaud that kind of finalistic commitment-driven filmmaking where you're like, no, no, this is the film we're making. What happens later is what happens later, okay? If that happens. The problem with that is you you, get, you, you, can, you can fall into a Star Wars territory because clearly giant Ryan Johnston at The Last Jedi said, this is the film I'm making and I'm going to fuck up the entire canon. And then number 12 comes out and it's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. I'm not worried seen. about that until we, if, if John Wick 5 comes and they have to explain it, then I'll judge it then. Right now as it stands, John Wick's dead. They stuck the landing. This is a great end. He wins. He kills the Marquis to whatever the fuck his name is. And he does it in the best way. Takes the bullet. Doesn't kill his friend, Donnie Yen. I love the way this is shot and structured. He comes over to finish him himself because he knew. They knew he's such an arrogant fucking narcissistic ass. He took the gun off Donnie Yen, walked over. I demand whatever the ride is. And Winston says to him, you You arrogant arsehole or whatever it was. He hasn't fired yet. And boom, consequences. Bam, blows his head off. It was awesome. Yeah. Because the theme of this film is all about consequences. There are consequences for your action. There are consequences when you make a commitment to someone earlier in life. There are consequences when you go against someone. There are consequences when you, you know, and even for John Wick, that he couldn't kill the whole world, as Winston tells him at one point. Even you can't kill everyone, John. And that's, I think the theme of this one is almost death, because it's like, and that's why I think he died in this one, because Keanu Reeves said in... Consequence. Yeah. Consequence for everything he's done. He said that the reason we did the fourth one was to kill him. That's what he said. So obviously that was the initial script and then at some stage the green for the fifth one. So I would be interested to see what they do Cannot in the wait. fifth one. The Continental is a TV series which is coming our way. Ballerina is coming. This world is clearly ripe. And, you know, if they never make a John Wick 5, I will die a satisfied man. Yeah. I will tell you that this, I still like 3 better than this one. Oh, <laughs> be fine. Okay, you love three it. 3 was that's, good, that's, right? Yeah, 3 was great. I yeah. just didn't like it as much as this one. Okay, so let's just talk about the overhead action scene that you and I shut our pants at. Can we also go back to the second action, big action scene, okay, which yeah. was when he got back in with his family. His family says, you must kill the guy that killed the his cousin, I guess, his uncle. And I didn't even recognize it was Scott Adkins in a fat suit. Yes, and who can play a guy ass. named Killer. 
there's this great scene where all the major players are around this table and then they all get set upon. And then we get this, another throwback to the first film, a club scene where John is pursuing someone and suddenly this fat motherfucker starts kicking his ass. Yeah. My like, holy shit. Okay. Well, and the best thing about that whole scene is the club go- The, the club part- goers don't give a fuck. And dancing while people have been shot around them again. Emphasizing the hyper realistic stylized world that this is in. First of all, that club is the. I don't like nightclubs, but that was the coolest fucking nightclub. So many cool. There were levels, there were waterfalls, there were fucking people, there were different lights. I was like, this is the shit. People getting killed, yes, they didn't seem to give a fuck. Fine, maybe they were all on X. But like, actually, that (laughs) would really. Not realistic. It doesn't matter. I don't mind. I I don't mind that one bit, right? I mean, I did. It did bother me a bit that he followed up like three, four story building things and just kind of threw it up again. Again, let's just let that go. Let's just let that go. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, those that scene was wicked because of all the fighting and the martial arts and the gun and the gun and the people just waves and waves of it again. I mean, but like if he came in again, it right? was a bigger version of the one, of the great scene in the first film, which is one of the best action scenes up to that point, I'd think. So okay. What did you think of the Arc de Triomphe? Um, Amazing. Yeah, that was. You have to get past the fact there's that many cars on the Arc de Triomphe at five a.m. But again, who cares? Yeah. It was so cool and it was so well filmed. And there were so many times I flinched when a car hit someone because it's filmed in a way where you don't see it coming. Like they don't see it coming, which is why they get hit. Because it's all in a circle, right? Yeah. Because you, yeah, if, you're not look, if you're looking away, you're going to get there. That. that was pretty cool, definitely. Um, and then that scene where they, he's now in the house where it's a, the camera rises up, so it's straight pointing down and gives us our own dead. There's just the one where they use dragon breath yeah, um, on the shotgun tra- shells, right? Which because the overhead thing, which was so cool. It's like minority report a little bit, but like the, um but a much better bigger version. Bigger, better, longer. And then um when he fires the, the dragon's breath shotgun shells, it's such a big burst of light in the scene that you're like, holy shit, holy shit. And you see people boom and they're on fire and they're running around. Then yeah. mother is that was the shit. That so whole well couple together. of scenes was Worth the price of admission. And then the staircase fight, awesome. And how he gets all the way to the top and then the big, huge, crony, grey suit guys there and he boots him back down. Everyone likes him. was like, oh! And he rolls all the way to the bottom. And that's, well, I guess my sign for for an emotional drama is, you know, how close are you to tears? For an action film, how many times do you go, ho, 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 ho? This film has that in space. Yeah, absolutely. So many moments. Yeah. And the whole cinema was into it. There was a buzz as we were walking out. Like, it just... This film ticked all the boxes for me. So, yeah, I can't be any more effusive in praise. They killed the hero, which is a, such a ballsy move, given that John Wick 5 had been greenlit. So the whole time I was waiting, including all the way through the end credits, and there is an end credit scene where... Everyone, yes, there's an end credit yep. scene, which I thought would see, oh, here's where they pick him, where yes, they make him alive that's again. that's what I'm waiting for. Some Didn't sign, do that. Some indication that he was alive. There's a, a glimpse, a shit-ass fucking extraction glimpse of Chris fucking Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Over a pool of some dude in a pool. What a fucking idiot no, moment that was. I thought it would be like his hand reaches up from About the, the ground. <laughs> but no, the, the, but the, the end credit scene had zero to do with that. And we hung around the whole... It's like a pro, it's not a mid-credit scene. It's the end yeah. of the fucking scroll. It's a 169-minute mark and it yep. is the Japanese... Man, man, well, the manager, I guess, his daughter. His daughter, yeah. The Osaka who says, country. if you don't kill Donnie Yen, I will. Yep. And she's coming walking towards him and he's completely un- unaware about yep. to stab him when he's going to see de- his daughter. She deploys the switchblade yep. and then it cuts. So, yeah. Awesome. Great end. <laughs> really good. Because really Donnie Yen could be his own character. This girl could be her own character. Maybe the two of them somehow get past a different. Who knows? It's really interesting to me. Yeah. So, this film is absolutely fucking phenomenal. I'm going to score it first, Wayne. Yeah, go on. No, actually, you score it first so I can prepare yourself for, for my, um, my amazingly accurate score. Sure. It's a 77. Oh, fuck off. Oh, Wait, what's your answer, Jacil? Take it back. That's an eight. That's an ace for you. <laughs> what are you going? Less than four stars. You're doing one hundred thousand, aren't you? Uh, out You're of hundred, that is what I'm doing. hundred thousand. I'm scoring this from ninety-two. 
92. Yeah, after, after four you just... Four and a half stars. After all the cum that's on the floor <laughs> of that fucking thing, that's about right from what you said. So fair yeah, enough. Yeah, you can pretty much pencil it in right now. My number one film of 2023 is John Wick, colon, chapter four. I think you're a little bit drunk still, but okay, fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All right, man. And it remains the best franchise of all time. There we go. I've said it again. I've doubled down, because why wouldn't you after? You're fucking nuts. Arguably the best it's good. It's in very the good. franchise. All right. There we are. That's our review of John Wick, colon, chapter four. What did you think? Did you love it as much as me? Or is Wayne, in his idiot talk of numbness, got into your head? Let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at thecountdownpc. Like and follow the show through Podbean, where we host. Check out the Facebook listener community for all the discussion. Link is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, our website, thecountdownpodcast.com, for all links to everything else, including our Patreon feed. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the soundboard. Fuck you, fuckball. Numb, you idiot. Have we'll catch you next time. Drink, cunt. See ya. <laughs>